Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty, an industry podcast for loyalty marketing professionals. I'm your host, Paula Thomas, and if you work in loyalty marketing, join me every week to learn the latest ideas from loyalty specialists around the world. This show is sponsored by Comark, a global provider of innovative software products and business services. Comark's platform is used by leading brands across all industries to drive their customer loyalty. Powered by AI and machine learning, Comark technologies allow you to build, run, and manage personalized loyalty programs and product offers with ease. For more information, please visit comark.com. So welcome to episode 112 of Let's Talk Loyalty. And today I'm delighted to be joined in studio by Bart Demchuk, who will be extremely well known, particularly here in the Middle East region, as Managing Director of Comark Middle East. Now, Bart and I have already done some great work together where he has introduced me to some of his favorite clients and we've done really some fantastic recordings that you listeners will have heard over recent months and years. So Bart came in himself today because I wanted to get his perspective on what it is that clients are saying and I guess what members are saying in terms of the current and the future for loyalty programs. So in this conversation, we first of all ended up discussing the super important metric around measuring growth in basket spend by your loyal customers, which I think is a really interesting key performance indicator. We also talk about the importance of share of wallet, as well as the understanding of behavioral insights from customers becoming even more important than transactional insights. So without further ado, I'm delighted to present Bart Demchuk, Managing Director of Comark Middle East. So, Bart, welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty. I am dying to hear, with all of the expertise that you have in the loyalty business, what is your favorite loyalty statistic? I was expecting to have this question. (laughs) Good. (laughs) And the answer is not that easy because for me, it's more like the old type of timeline-based KPIs. Okay. I'm really great fun into those numbers that are showing how the customer behavior is changing over the time, how we are able to... Yeah. I don't like to say squeeze more out of the customer, <laughs> but in more yeah. detail, say like how we are improving the relation with the customer, yes. introducing more categories of our products to the customer. Yes. And that's the journey. So I'm great fan of looking at the journey. So all of my KPIs okay. are pretty much basket related over the time. Okay. I love that part actually, because I think when we spoke the last time, what we said is so many of us actually traditionally maybe have looked at non-members of our loyalty program versus members of our loyalty program. And we use that to justify the investment and to feel good that we're, we're achieving something. But I like your idea that obviously we're here to drive behavior change. Um, so looking at the average order value, I think is normally the term that, that your clients would use. And looking at it now and looking at it over over different time horizons. 100%. I wouldn't wow. agree more with that. Wonderful. And this is the usual yeah. mistake done by many of the loyalty yeah. programs where they're comparing yeah. loyal versus yeah. non-loyal yeah. customer. Yeah. And that's, in well, 
that's the yeah. most ridiculous thing we can do about that. Yeah. Because we should focus around those customers yeah. who actually are willing to be yeah. loyal towards our brand. Yeah. And we are investing towards them. Yes. Not like the walking customers, because yeah. you will never spend as much yeah. as those real customers. And let's try to work it out. Yeah. Let's try to focus on the wallet share. Mm-hmm. Let's try to understand if I'm the, let's mm. say, oil and gas company, whether mm. 100% of the oil purchases are done within my network. Yes. So let's try to work on those numbers harder. Yeah. Yeah. Not just easily brought to our CFO. Well, yeah. loyal customers are three times bigger than non-loyal. That's the easiest number. Yeah. That's the easy game to play. I think so. And I think what's happened actually is that the, the CFOs have certainly become wiser. And I think quite rightly, they're challenging us to say, well, of course, the people who are members of your loyalty program spend more. That's why they joined your loyalty program. So, you know, so you can't, um, I think, confuse correlation with causation. I think that's the uh, the technical term. You probably know those words better than me. But I really think that that's a powerful way that anybody who's listening who might not already be looking at that over time, I definitely think share of wallet particularly is one that absolutely. Is, is that one that we can get access to data on easily these days? Because um, in my loyalty consulting career and operational um, uh, stuff, I suppose, as you would know, is quite um, quite a few years ago now. But is there share of wallet data available? So do we know where people are spending with our competitors in general? Well, that's the holy grail of yeah. loyalty, we might say, yeah. to yeah. perfectly understand is 360 yeah. or, as we might say, 359 degree <laughs> of the customer yeah. because it's 1% <laughs> should still remain. A little bit, yeah. A little I bit t- mystery there. Yeah, totally. Well, those data are available okay. in both ways. Okay. One way is like quite easy yeah. if you are working over the partners, if you have the coalition program, of and you can easily estimate yeah. based on the transactions. Got you. Another element where the data is yeah. helping us yeah. is the artificial intelligence, of course. Okay. So the first buzzword of today's... Okay, very important from yeah, a software company. One. We have to have those. <laughs> so actually, we can predict with the certain accuracy what is actually the proper sequence of the customer behavior. Okay. And based on that, we can understand, okay, if mm. there is a missing purchase or okay. if there were any products yeah. which we can combine with the mm. first choice of the customer, then we can quite easily predict, okay, so it means that out of 100% of the purchases, yes. only like 30 to 60% are done with us. Yes. So where is everything else? Okay. So okay. we are using a lot of those uh, models okay. that are helping us understand okay. where are our money. Yes. And what is the thing here? Because yeah. we are opening right now, and I'll be opening that, this small or actually large Pandora box about the aggregators. Yes. Like Amazons of this world, because actually those guys yes. have all the details, every yeah. single data, because they're yeah. creating this great marketplace. Yeah. And for the record, I will never question innovation. Mm-hmm. Oh, I will of course. only yeah. question yeah. whether we are fully aware what we are stepping into yeah. as a small companies who are never investing that much money for the technology. Yes. And right now we are having the perfect marketplace with all of the features, with the fantastic logistics process behind. Yes. But we are losing one crucial element, Yeah. the control. Of course, of course. Yeah. You've mentioned this to me before, Bart, and I know uh, you feel very strongly about aggregators and disruption in the industry and who is the customer going to be loyal to. Loyal to. So I suppose in the example of the restaurant industry, obviously, that's been completely disrupted by aggregators. So I definitely think that there is 
is um, a reason to focus on that direct connection with your customers. Um, so I can hear that's something that you're very passionate about. <laughs> it might be very unpopular what I will say right now. Okay, and you're right. On. I'm very passionate about it because yeah. I'm in many cases seeing that yeah. the companies were absolutely unaware yeah. what they're stepping into. Yeah. And of course, COVID yeah. was a definitely accelerator for those processes of where course, yeah. suddenly your business has to be digital mm. unless you won't be able to approach your customers. Mm -hmm. And then there's a huge question mark. Mm -hmm. Are you approaching your customers mm. and actually to whom the customers are loyal? Because mm. technically, yeah. that customer has no relation with you. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So we are stepping into this kind of pond with this kind of very tough questions. I know, I know. Because first of all, if yeah. suddenly 80% of your business yes. has been done mm -hmm. by the aggregator, yeah. And you are not investing mm -hmm. in the other channels. Mm -hmm. And this is the usual story here mm -hmm. because everything goes so well. Mm. You might be saying, okay, I've saved so much money because I was not buying the platform. Mm. You're only paying those percents, mm. which are increasing recently because totally. that's the nature yeah. of the business. Yeah. And, you know, just think about it. Then within the yeah. COVID times, mm -hmm. Amazon pretty much doubled their revenue. It's extraordinary. Yeah. That's ex and same time, mm -hmm. a lot of businesses are struggling. You know, we've seen it for the, yeah. for example, restaurants mm -hmm. as a very good example mm -hmm. or the specialistic stores. Mm -hmm. They're yeah. losing the market while at the totally. same time, yeah. aggregators are earning tons of money mm. because they're owning a relation. Yeah. They're consuming the small part of every single transaction. Mm. It's amazing scale that they've got, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think for, for you know, a busy restaurant, to use this example, um, it almost sounds too good to be true. And, and clearly, it's probably unfolding that way that it has been too good to be true. Here is a partner, you know, and I'm doing my air inverted commas here, <laughs> which you won't see on the on the podcast. Um, but yeah, so, so there's a marketing channel available, but the cost of that is more than the cost of the commission, the cost of the fulfillment. It's the cost of the relationship. So I think that's your key message is don't concede the relationship. Exactly, because okay, yeah. that's the only asset we, totally. we have. Yeah. And once yeah. we are reaching that level where 80, 85% yeah. of our business has yeah. been done over the aggregator, yeah. and then aggregator is saying, well, we'll have to increase your fees. You're totally, oh, yeah. You're trying in. to understand, okay, so mm. who is the customer? I'd like to better, well, fit the product, adjust something. Mm. Where is my data? Mm. And you are suddenly seeing, well, mm. the data are owned by someone else. Yeah. And to get access to this data, yeah. well, there's a huge price tag mm. behind everything every single yeah. customer record. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, you might be saying, okay, mm. same time, mm. we have GDPR, a lot of policies that are respecting the customer privacy. Yeah. But same time, this kind of zero-level data, first-level data, yeah. that's something which is, again, yeah. not owned by us. And sure. we need those data yeah. as error. Totally. As, a, as an asset, absolutely. Valued, respected, retained, and absolutely never conceded. So certainly you're preaching to the converted, I think, in terms of me anyway. Um, you know, no question there. Hopefully most of our listeners as well. But I think it's an important point. And I think it's something that I'm hearing coming through increasingly with, you know, the pandemic having gone on for, I think, a lot longer than any of us would have imagined. Um, the focus, I think, commercially for most clients I was talking to just went 
went into, I suppose, freeze maybe for, for three, four, five months till we all, I suppose, just literally figured out um, how to stay safe. Um, but now my experience, and I'll be dying to hear what, what Comark is doing, but in my experience, then there has been a renewed focus exactly for these reasons on how can I own my customer relationship? What do I need to own? How quickly can I build it? Um, for example, do I need artificial intelligence? <laughs> or what are the other buzzwords? Because I know there's loads of other things that, that you're passionate about. So so what do you think are the priorities? If I was looking now and saying, okay, I'm a retailer, I've never had a, a loyalty program, I might have a spreadsheet, because um, <laughs> everybody starts somewhere. So what do you think the key criteria is for an effective loyalty program now in this? And especially, I guess, because we're both in the Middle East, you're here in person with me, which is always a joy. It's a pleasure <laughs> to have this kind of proper relation, right? It is. Face it's to great. Face, face well, to face, yeah. Uh, Starting with something very important, yeah. never underestimate either the Excel or the stamp card. Okay. That is a very Good key point. lesson from, okay. from loyalty programs around the world. But of course, yeah. after COVID, we are digitally spoiled. For and sure. No yeah. question about that. Yeah. Yeah. And also, we have to remember that in today's world, yeah. the last best experience yes. is the minimum expectations for the next one. Yeah. So yeah. we've seen what Uber did for the taxi industry, right? Totally. Sorry, I have to use always Uber case because that's very representative. Of course it is, yeah. Yeah, nobody saw it coming. I mean, it, it literally seemed to come left field and all of a sudden it was this giant overnight. Like, honestly, it was extraordinary. 100%. I never think that big. Clearly, maybe that's what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> and it's happening right now. Yeah, so also, yeah. when you are thinking about being a retailer and establishing your new loyalty program, yeah. trying to yeah. win back the customers who are already taken. Because yes. many years ago, we have these fantastic numbers. How many loyalty cards are within the wallet, oh, right? Stuffing and, the wallet with yeah, the cards. Yeah, stuffing the wallet, like always be <laughs> yeah. on the top within the wallet. Yeah. And I remember these numbers from US, like 14 loyalty cards on average. Bonkers, yeah. Who's yeah. going to check 14 loyalty cards? Honestly, I think we maybe, I probably only actively connect with three or four, if I'm honest. And that's as a professional in the loyalty industry. So, yeah, I mean, it's a bit I'm scary. on the other side because I'm pretty much enrolled <laughs> to every single loyalty program You're that ever exists. Them, so. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's another story. You know, it's like I'm obliged to be there. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's a different story because right now, because of the mobile Yes. Which is like replacing the wallet. Forget about the wallet. That's yeah. definitely something. It's we are, already over. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to invest any wallet yeah. company anymore. Yeah. But the thing is that for just a piece of plastic or more likely to say the loyalty application. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very important question for the retailer. It is. Yeah. Should he ask in the very first place? Yeah. What will be the reason to download the application yeah. and then to use it on every single day? Totally. While mm -hmm. he's competing with those aggregators, mm. combining hundreds of the offers from yeah. all of the competitors. Yeah. yeah. And what's the reason yeah. for me? Mm. Because, well, it's like the very tough discussion because okay. we might be saying, okay, I'm stepping outside from this aggregator. I'm building my own place. Yes. But a lot of your customers yeah. prefer to go to the... The simplest solution, yeah. of course, yeah. Exactly. And again, first mover advantage, I think, again, to credit the aggregators, you know, they've done good work. So, so, and I do think anybody launching anything now, yes, digital is, is the next best experience, but it's still time consuming, expensive, and I don't really want to go through a long process. So, you know, it has to be a super slick, and as you said, has to be a clear reason for me to download it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, for the retailer, yeah. the approach would be like, okay, I'm creating extra value. And of mm -hmm. course, the easiest way it's like, let's give the discounts, right? Sure, yeah. But, you know, right now, if you're looking, and I could bring, like, I have 
notes with the numbers from loyalty you can all read over the internet yeah. and also some research we did about okay. the customer experience about generation yeah. Z and yeah. what they're looking for about this recognition about yeah. how fragile towards the environment they are mm. how important for them is personalization which is not stepping too deeply towards the privacy for sure yeah that's and another one I know you're very passionate about the balance of yeah. what's, what feels personal but not yet creepy because we've all had the extreme experience over the years and there's some, you know, absolute worst case nightmare scenarios. Um, So GDPR does protect us all, maybe not globally in the same way, but there is a sense of why would you risk freaking your customer out by saying something that actually shows you know too much about them. I would say you might run another podcast only about the creepy marketing. Totally. Because totally. there is so much around that. For sure. And in many cases, when we are doing surveys with the customers, yeah. when we are trying to understand what might be the next trend, mm. we're trying to play this kind of futurologists, trying to yeah. predict the future. Okay. And in many cases, people are saying, well, I'm pretty much sure that you are listening to me all the time. I know it's like a lot of conspiration wow. theories coming up, but it's like those ads are way too accurate. Yes. When I was like chatting with my friends and of course yeah. from the AI perspective we are nothing more than just a segments of the people who mm. are yes. can be easily sorted out yeah. and based on the more well large data we mm. are understanding what might be the individual behavior mm. and actually that's why we can in such a huge accuracy predict what might be the next best yeah. purchase you might be going for. But actually, from the customer perspective, mm. this is not necessarily the best thing. It's not a good experience, usually. It's freaking out the yeah, customer. Yeah. It's gone too far. It's yeah. The customer is like as twice as much likely to step out from the program. Exactly. Or... Uh, like mm. simply cancel the permissions to communicate, For to sure. display the ads. Yeah. You know, we've seen four years ago with the Facebook big case mm. with this Cambridge Consulting. Of very, course, yeah. 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 You know, those days there were like 30% Facebook users in US stating mm. they're willing mm-hmm. to step out from the Facebook if they're not going to change their policies, how yeah. their data are processed. So yeah. Yeah. we have to be very aware. There's a thinner line yeah. between the perfect marketing, the yeah. proper personalization, yeah. understanding the customer, yeah. and simply being this kind of you know yeah. guy hiding in the bushes like knowing a bit too much <laughs> about you. I know. Yeah, well, I think I said to you as well last time we spoke that uh, I had an experience last week where I was in the gym doing a very unusual yoga class, which I've never done before. So headstands and handstands and not something that I booked, you know, within any of the usual platforms, for example. But yet now I'm not being targeted by yoga classes for headstands and handstands. And I've only discussed it verbally, you know, so I'm like, oh, God, you know, that's a bit too much. Like, I don't know where that data was was picked up from. But yeah, I think as, as loyalty professionals, we need to go, OK, we want to be relevant, but also we want to have that level of integrity and taking care of what does the customer actually want. So, yeah, I think we have to draw that thin red line, maybe make it a thick red line, to use your language, (laughs) (laughs) and not step on the other side. Exactly, because there's another element around the buzzwords for loyalty. We call it stealth loyalty. And this is the approach where we are listening to the customer in the very first place. Like, what is the 
perfect loyalty experience. Yeah. And for many, many years, yeah. this approach, EDLP, everyday low prices was like the winning one. Of course. The Groupons were saying, we are yeah. finishing loyalty, the okay. one we knew, because nobody's yeah. willing to collect points for a year to get the t-shirt right. That sure. was a very common statement yeah. for yeah. this loyalty 1.0, which was purely transactional. Uh, for sure. The very first, let's the say, loyalty 1.0. Yeah. 100%. Right now, yeah. okay. depends who you're going to ask. Okay. We are at the five or the sixth okay. uh, generation of loyalty. Interesting. Okay. I never counted. Okay. No, that's yeah, true. Some people do. Some people do. It's I like internet 2.0, 3.0, next versions. Makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, okay. it's another buzzword for us. Okay. But technically, where we are right now, okay, we are <laughs> fighting. <laughs> yeah. And that's very difficult question. Of honestly. course. So answer won't be easy as well. Step loyalty comes with the approach where yeah. we have perfect understanding of the customer. Okay. But we are not offensive when it goes about sending okay. those offers. Okay. And in many cases, yeah. there is no point to display to the customer actual point. Okay. Okay. So, because that might be frustrating that after a year of yes. being loyal customer, yeah. what you get. Yeah. Of course, yeah. the real loyalty is about being proactive with the mm. promotion. Right now, mm. over 60% of the customer asked, mm. they're saying, I would love to be rewarded mm. for providing the feedback, yes. for watching your Interesting. Ads. And actually, you've had Brad yes. uh, Cameron from Old Mutual a of few course. days ago. Yeah. And he was telling a lot of stories about how they're rewarding the customer for the better yeah. understanding of their product portfolio. Totally. Educating themselves and you're rewarding them. And, then, and that's even before they were becoming customers. So I think that is absolutely revolutionary. So I know listeners will be, be listening to that show before they're listening to this show. So yeah, I think Think that that's extraordinary. And the point you made before, I think, is everything that's non-transactional, like what are all of the behavioral uh, aspects of loyalty? And to me, that's where it's going. You know, it's like, yes, understand me, but yeah, leave the creepy marketing, leave the offers, leave the discounts, but I want to be inspired. I want to be educated. I want to be entertained. So, so that's where loyalty has to step up and do something new. I wouldn't agree more. Mm. And actually, right now, we're landing on this very important statement okay. where the marketing is not about the product anymore, mm. right? Yeah. So yeah. just let's look at the brands right now. Yeah. There's always yeah. either the great personality behind the brand or of the course. story. Yeah. And that's also how our loyalty should migrate from mm. this classic point-based approach where, yeah. well, you spent X, you'll mm. get… Y. Yeah. certain percent of that sure. in the yeah. return. Exactly. So we are stepping towards this stealth approach where actually okay. we are deciding where we are going to reward the customer and mm. how we are going to reward the customer. Okay. And instead of showing those kind of creepy ads, yeah. we are precisely providing rewards to the customer mm. that are not necessarily immediately changing the customer behavior because that's very easy. Mm. But actually, again, mm. very few of the marketers are looking at that kind of approach in the long-term perspective. Well, okay. We might be cannibalizing some of our products yeah. because of like random marketing actions which are yeah. looking great yeah. for a week, right? Sure. <laughs> so we are playing this card in a different way where we are starting to engage the customer where he's asking for more. Okay. He cannot wait to get the next reward. And in many cases, yeah. we might be showing to the customer yeah. like free rewards. Okay. But you can pick 
only one. Okay. So we are playing with those emotions where there's like okay. a reward waiting for you. Okay. All of those rewards are very attractive. Okay. But not all of them can be yours. Okay. okay. Again, we can play, we can utilize a lot of gamification mechanisms. For here. sure. Yeah. Of course, the leaderboards, like creating the badges, showing the progress bars, but we know it very well. Yeah, that's the, been around for a while. Around still, for a while. Still probably has work to do, I think, yep. or potential. Um, yeah, I often think that when you're you're trying to change behavior in a way that um, is, is maybe not a transaction when you want to, you know, get people to educate themselves or whatever, then sometimes games can be a more fun way to, to learn something. Um, so I definitely think gamification has a lot of potential. And uh, I think you had said actually before, it might be, some people are saying it might be the end of the points uh, in <laughs> in a couple of industries, which is, I think, a, a debate a lot of us have a lot of the time. It's never-ending debate. It is, And yeah. I was always willing to compare it to the fashion, like some trends come and go, right? Yeah, but it's, yeah. anyway, we yeah. might be seeing that for a while. Yeah. The points are not the loyalty we know, sure. right? Yeah. It's like you have this portfolio of the points, the teacher. Yeah. Just, just even think about the airlines right now. Yeah, for sure. That, that's a huge challenge for them. Yeah. How do we approach mm. those customers who yeah. used to be like in yeah. a high tier right now? They're not flying because mm. pretty much nobody's flying right of now. Of course, yeah. So we have a lot of challenges. So mm. it might be like that for now on, we yeah. might put points away for a second and focus on this kind of additional yeah. relation Research where we are exactly yeah. approaching yeah. the customer, yeah. showing the journey, yeah. telling what are the milestones within the journey where we have certain okay. types of the prices for the customer. Okay. And then one day, yeah. we might be coming back with the very classic points. Okay. And again, play with the way where, yeah. well, like Tesco did or the other brands. Yeah. That's the product. You will have triple points. Yeah. And because of you have that many points, those are the rewards waiting for you. Sure. But, well, the question is, when the COVID will end, of course. Of course. <laughs> That's a very brutal uh, question, yeah, which is stimulating one. a lot of, uh, of discussions right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. I don't think any of us, I, I really, to be honest, have stopped thinking about that because I think the best I can do is vaccinate myself and, and go and get on with life as best. And we're obviously lucky here in Dubai to be able to get our vaccinations and all of this kind of stuff and to be able to travel, please God, as well quite soon. Absolutely. And I will mm -hmm. say that we should never complain about any situation no. for the way the government managed switching here in Dubai, so we are very lucky to be here. That's we for sure. We are absolutely blessed, for sure. Seeing the Europe and India right now, all the COVID, it's, yeah. it's really tough to see at those to markets. Yeah. And actually, yeah, at the yeah. same time, we are mm -hmm. looking from the perspective of mm. what can we do for the loyal customers? And that's yeah. usually the question we get from our existing customers. We're that's asking a, yeah. Good how, point. We, how we can approach them, you know, yeah. our customers suddenly. Yeah. They went from like 100% spendings yeah. to like 20, 30%. Yeah. And we know right now yeah. the priority, like loyalty towards brand, mm -hmm. is stepping outside from this mm. circle of love, as mm. you can call it, towards yeah. like these yeah. basic budgets, right? Mm. We're looking yeah. for the cheaper replacement from any products. And yeah. where is the loyalty? How those brands can mm. still maintain the relation while yeah. they will not, yeah. well, cannibalize their margins at the same time, of right? Course. Because those are very tough questions in many mm. cases, of course. Yeah. Again, we might be working with the customer by mm -hmm. like trying to work with them, like our R&D team, by pr asking them about the feedback. We have more information from them. We can improve our products. Okay. Because yeah. let's be honest, yeah. post-COVID world will mm -hmm. be 
quite different. It will be very different as well. But I do think what will definitely happen, and I'm sure your clients are saying the same, is people will remember, you know, what brands were loyal to them and which brands were not loyal to them. So did they devalue my currency? Did they stop building the relationship with me just because I didn't fly slash couldn't fly. So so I think that is extremely important is to say, yes, unfortunately, it's gone on for such a long time. Again, we're only struggling commercially, as, as we've said. Um, but yeah, I think it's important to say there will be an end and how will customers respond to us then? And your single statement right now, mm. this is the most important, I would say, part of our discussion today. Okay. People will remember. Yes, exactly. And there will be tag behind each company What totally. have you done during the COVID? Yeah. How did, did you, you behave? Yeah. yeah. When I needed you. <laughs> you yeah. Because, you know, yeah. honestly, if you are looking at many programs right now yeah. that are devaluating their loyalty, because let's mm. be honest, for the same CFO, yeah. when he's looking at the numbers, mm. how many points mm. do I have frozen mm. in the loyalty? What's my liability behind the loyalty program? So the yeah. easiest way yeah. to do the quick cost reduction is simply okay. yeah. try to move line. it up. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. People will remember that. And yeah, again, totally. rebuilding yeah. the trust from yeah. the customer yeah. is very difficult. For On sure. top of that, because yeah. of social media, because of the oh, for sure. way people are sharing information, word of mouth, mm -hmm. I would say it might be very Mm. bad decision to it's do. A, yeah, it's a long-term play. Yeah. Exactly. And what I've always loved actually about you guys is, and, and listeners will know, I have interviewed some extraordinary brands who are clients of Comark. So we've had BP on the show, um, Enoch here in Dubai, <laughs> our friends. Um, I know you also look after Adnoc. And then, as you mentioned, we've already spoken to Old Mutual down in South Africa and Puntos Colombia. So, In my view, and again, I'm not the CFO of any of these companies, but in my view, they have to take that long-term customer perspective because it's easy to say I'm customer-focused when I'm building a beautiful new design and a new strategy, but this is where the rubber meets the road, to use that cliche, you know? Oh, it's, yes. It's time to show oh, up and, yes. and be present. So I think that's true loyalty in its, in its uh, truest, purest form. And there's always the same question where like 85% companies are stating we are customer-centric yeah. while yeah. we are going to go for the very basic survey. And yeah. then we are seeing the less than 15% of the customers from yeah. the same companies who wow. are always putting the customer first. Yeah. We're saying, well, I'm a bit <laughs> afraid that we are on a different story oh, here. Okay. They're not feeling it. Oh, they're not feeling they're it. Not. And, and, yeah. and, and yeah. that's a also very tough point to, to be raised during this kind of meetings where yeah. everybody's saying we are investing so much money we are doing so many things for sure well of course yes yeah yeah But then we might be reviewing whether we are doing those things in the right way because yeah as long as the customer is saying well I don't feel it yeah yeah it doesn't exist yeah. and actually we had such a discussion when the Groupon came up Okay. In the very first place. Yes. And a lot of our customers are like, well, our customers are complaining that yeah. they're loyal to us. Yeah. They has been loyal to us for like 10 plus years. Sure. Yeah. And there is a group on coming out. Mm. And on the very first day, yeah. they're offering greater value mm. than you did. Yeah. For yeah. all of those years totally. of the corporation. Yeah. They feel like I'm betrayed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But of course... People are not looking at the Groupon from the perspective of the long-term approach. Exactly. Well, once you are discounting your product by 50%, yeah. 
never expect that yeah. customer will come back and yeah. pay the full price again. Yeah. And you've reminded me, Bart, because um, there's a term that has emerged in the UK and it's called the loyalty penalty. And I'll make sure that um, I do a show on that, actually, because there is a, a class action lawsuit coming to prevent exactly this type of behavior. And I think it particularly comes up with utilities um, where, you know, it might be a, a phone company or something like that. And exactly like the Groupon example, where, you know, new customers are are literally um, incentivized and loyal customers are, are penalized. So that's outrageous to us with our mindset and taking yes. care of our customers. But the loyalty penalty is something customers resent. Um, and if anything, again, it's it's a short term tactic. It's um, it's a bit cheap and nasty. I think we probably all agree at this point. Yeah, if we agree. I and don't even know how Groupon still exists. I mean, fair play. I mean, they did some extraordinary work, but um, it's, it's again, not a loyalty mindset. It was a great disruption. Exactly. And by the mistake, they've yeah. been placed next to the loyalty. Exactly. Yeah, customers see the same. It's marketing from this brand. Yeah, and yeah, yeah they, they feel hard done by. Wow. Well, there's certainly a lot going on. I was looking back at your uh, LinkedIn as well, Bart, 14 years in total across um, consulting director for, for Comark and obviously now managing director for the Middle East. So some extraordinary work going on uh, with you guys. Um, what else do you think our listeners should be thinking about? I mean, you're the, you know, the software guy. So as we've often said, um, you know, it's, it's you get the benefit of hearing all of these different clients. I think for us or anybody running a loyalty program, we're sitting thinking, you know, we, I suppose we get consumed with the day-to-day. So I think you have more of a helicopter view. So what else do you think our listeners should be thinking about in terms of uh, the future for loyalty? Uh, I felt for a second when she said that I'm the software guy, the <laughs> magic is over, right? Because <laughs> software usually is a very boring part. Oh, I, I know I, I know how it works, you know. I would never say that part. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're just very polite. Oh, <laughs> we have to be nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, honestly speaking, yeah. uh, as a software vendor, and mm. I might be not saying that, but mm. all of our customers, they should never feel afraid to challenge us. Oh, good. Because nice. we yeah. are, as a software company's yeah. enablers, okay. right? Sure. And at the second, yeah. when we are obstacle okay. in the perfect customer journey, yes. you should really reconsider we are, you are working with <laughs> the right, right company. Totally. That's absolutely the whole point. And actually, yes. uh, I love the statement like, yeah. stay hungry, <laughs> yes. because that's the thing. Ask for, for more. Totally. Stay foolish, yeah. right? Yeah. Ask for impossible. Yeah. And again, it's like if I look, my favorite quote is like by JFK. Okay. We've chosen to go to the moon not because it's easy. We've yeah. chosen that it because it's hard. Oh, and then it. the magic happens, right? Yes, yes. So yes. I'm really yeah. grateful that I'm working with such a company that are constantly challenging us yeah. as a software company nice. to build more. And it, that's the reason why we are having such a huge investments towards R&D, yeah. towards AI. Yeah. I would say any buzzword right now that of is Flying around, yeah. it's landing somewhere it's in our available. software. <laughs> Anything <Absolutely>. you want. <laughs> well, even the blockchain for some time we did it, they didn't catch up. Nobody seems to really be yeah. making any difference with it, I'm but, sure. You know, yeah. Just to be sure that we are very closely, okay. we are there. Capable, aware, exactly. monitoring closely. Yeah, We should be helping, supporting, yes. never slowing down. Okay. That's the key message right now from the IT Yeah from the software providers, especially yeah. during this, well, yeah. uh, how can I call it? It's like evolution, revolution. 
Yes, I don't know. Um, it, it feels like a giant pause and, yeah, a pivot might be how mm. I, I'm feeling about it at the moment. And again, that's, you know, whatever we are now, 13, 14 months in, but I'm pretty sure, you know, in another year's time, you yeah. know, maybe we'll feel actually okay it passed by. I sometimes feel once it's in the past, you can move on and forget about how painful it was, particularly as in many countries that we've talked about. But, um, yeah, no, to me, it feels like a big opportunity, a big pivot. Um, and yes, for anybody who hasn't yet done something exceptional with their loyalty program, I think now is the time to show up because with fewer brands competing for customers' attention, I think when you do step forward, I think they feel it so much more. I think it's a powerful time. Absolutely. So if you were thinking about introducing these kind of mystery offers, yeah. new type of engagement with the customer, yeah. or setting up yeah. hundreds of triggers in your system that are just waiting for the proper customer behavior, okay. and then we are sending the perfect mm. message, we mm. are sending a reminder, yeah. doing all the small things, yeah. but in a nice way, we oh, are not yeah. pushy. Yes. And that's the time where people are saying, well, the new is coming, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. And even though we might be saying, well, mm. we are a bit too afraid to send too many marketing messages to our customers, mm -hmm. 100%. Percent. Yes. We have to be very careful. Yes. But then if you're sending, the sales message is very different if you're sending just like the happy birthday message. Of course. Or just a kind of reminder or just your wish. Stuff. Exactly. Yeah, totally. And those are the foundations of doing the proper loyalty program, right? Mm, yes. And then there's a tough question. So who is doing this stuff, right? Yes. I know. Do you have any favorites, dare I ask, or oh, is that a sensitive question? Of course, I will always prefer my customers <laughs> in the course. very first place, yeah. and we're always happily advising them how to yeah. create these perfect customer journeys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would say the perfect loyalty program is still about to come. Really? I've, yeah, I've, okay. I believe uh, we, okay. we have all the know-how right yeah, now how yeah. to build it. Okay. It's only about adding all of those building blocks, you know. Okay, piecing it together almost. 100%. Yeah. And you might be saying yeah. it's like, well, iPod, right, from, mm. from Steve Jobs. Yeah. While the same thing was introduced by Microsoft years before. Yes. Yeah. It's just like waiting for the right time to click in. Yeah. I wouldn't say that plastic cars are coming back because Thank that God. might be too much <laughs> no, for the environment, no, definitely. No. Sure. But we might be expecting some of the trends that has yeah. been out there for many years. Yeah. They might be forgotten. Yeah. They'll be coming back in a year or two. I, yeah, for sure. Well, listen, I think it's a it's a very exciting time, Bart. Um, as I said, I love your perspective. I love the work you've done. Um, I remember when I got into loyalty, like. Like when I was ever talking to somebody in software, like I wasn't equipped to have the technical conversations, but I would always go on the basis of happy clients. And that I know, I know you do super well and you keep all of these guys super happy and running great programs with a lot of innovation. So, so I do see you're doing great work. So congratulations on that. That's all the questions I had from my side. Is there anything Thank else? Thank you very much. We'll keep on going with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and again, the more pressure we have from our customers, oh. the better we are. So we'll okay. keep it easy. Okay. Well, we will make sure that all of our listeners uh, put lots of pressure on you and uh, we'll definitely be staying in touch. I know we have plenty more um, interviews coming up with oh, There uh, are with many lots. other topics that yes. shouldn't be discussed. Yes. Maybe this kind of creepy marketing section. <laughs> <laughs> we have plenty more to keep us going. Okay, well, listen, that's it from my side. Have you any final comments that you wanted to It's include? been a pleasure. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Okay. So, Bart Demchuk, Managing Director for Comark Middle East. That's it. Thank you so much from Let's Talk Loyalty. This show is sponsored by The Wise Marketeer, the world's most popular source of loyalty marketing news, insights, and research. 
The Wise Marketeer also offers loyalty marketing training through its Loyalty Academy, which has already certified over 170 executives in 20 countries as certified loyalty marketing professionals. For more information, check out thewisemarketeer.com and loyaltyacademy.org. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. If you'd like me to send you the latest show each week, simply sign up for the show newsletter on letstalkloyalty.com and I'll send you the latest episode to your inbox every Thursday. Or just head to your favorite podcast platform, find Let's Talk Loyalty and subscribe. Of course, I'd love your feedback and reviews and thanks again for supporting the show. Music